live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome everyone to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode three. Yes, this is the basic witch of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And in many ways, this is take two. All right, so each episode, (laughs) we will check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft. One, maybe two, two topics at a time. My name is Jin, I am the lore talking guy, and I am joined by, you know, Allie. She's the lore talking gal, so. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so Allie, how are you doing pretty good uh it's it's been a lot of podcasting lately and i just and decided to accidentally double it up on you yeah. yeah yeah i think you just you know you just missed talking to me and you just wanted to do this again really really bad That's because our excuse. conversation was so great last time so it is let's see if we can recreate that magic <laughs> Lord, i hope so um other than that um it would be great yeah. if I, I could just, I could just, since I still have your track, like, even though it totally won't go, I could just throw all, since you'll be great, and I'll be awkward. <laughs> be like, we could do that. No, it's Again. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Although that would, that would be funny sometime to do at some point. That would be. Like you do one week and then I'll do some other week. <laughs> That'd be awkward. No one's horrible. Like, why are, what there- are you guys even talking about? <laughs> They're talking about two <laughs> completely different things. <laughs> Uh, for gaming, there hasn't been a whole lot because of all the podcasting. Um, I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to try to do visions because with the game being pushed back, I do still have one more chance for each week. All right. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it because last time I just, I got to Rexar and it fell apart. So I'm at that weird point where I'm like, I could try again and maybe get it, or I can just chill and do mount runs and and relax. And so I'm like 50-50 trying to decide what to do. So at but this point, uh, do you have yeah. the mount? You're just missing the title? Is that the... I don't have the mount either. Like, I, I need to, like, if I'm not going to go for the solo runs, then I, I need to, like, go for the regular runs and at least try to get the mount. Yeah. No, like, I could... I could. So... I, on, a, on a Fury Warrior, it's actually pretty easy now. So, um, you know, if you need the help. Just Might have to hit you up on that because yeah. uh, I did the exact same thing with struggling. Fury. He was struggling <laughs> on his warlock. He's like, "Casters suck." I'm like, "Well, you played a caster, <laughs> right?" Like, I just uh, it's it's so frustrating because I really am so close, and like I know I can do it. It's just everything happened at once, and it just fell apart. So it's just Rexar will do that. It, he, yeah. yeah, he wrecks you. You know that's what he, he does. does, and. It's it's mostly my fault because I waited too long to actually try to do this stuff. So, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the only thing you would be missing is a very silly title that you'll probably. But it's never so wear. cool. But you, I but want you it. have a face. I mean, 
That's a, yeah, that's the but I'm also in touch with the void side, so it's a really awesome title for that. Well, that's actually a hilarious topic from uh, our from our raid. Is we have a uh, one of our, our raid members, uh, Lex. She gets very upset at the name "The Faceless Ones" because she she just goes, "Look at it, they have a face." <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> is it or is it just an illusion of a face? I don't know. It's a squiddy Ooh. thing. It's a squiddy thing with an old tentacle flailing around. Yeah, it's like a so, yeah. Want to be Draenei? That's what it is, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Mm, deleting podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Um, well, you know, I've been you know doing the normal podcasty thing, kind of busy with that, just like you. Not as busy with that, but still busy. And, you know, decide to sit down and, yeah, well, let's just say there's a reason why I've been making take two jokes. Um, but I did get to make one funny joke about this at my own expense. As I, I looked at my wife and I said, well, I guess I'm finally a real content creator because I've officially <laughs> deleted content <laughs> completely inadvertently and have to do it again. <laughs> You're legit now. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I guess that's a thing because uh, I've I've heard many others have done that, and that's very sad. Yeah. Do was, you do you do you and the number three like not get along? Is is the number three bad luck for you? I think so. There's some some <laughs> some with the number three, we just don't get along. <laughs> it's because both of the both this episode three and the other episode three, hundred percent my fault. It's just stupid decisions. <laughs> Oops, Daisy. Like I don't know what's happening here. It's it's that just bad. That was my first thought when they when I went, you know, sat down to you know get ready to get on call with you. That was my first. I'm like, hey, look at that. It's episode three. <laughs> I mean, we'll see if we can recreate the the fantastic you know discussion. It was and I think we can because oh. this is, this really still has my, my you know my my, my brain a, a scratching. I guess whatever. Yes, it's a it's a cool topic, and I look forward to talking about it again. Because I've actually gone even further down the rabbit trail, and it's oh my, it's pretty crazy. That's all I can say. And then there was, I mean, yeah, I went all the way back to wrath. Like I was, I was going way back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. I mean, I haven't really been doing it much. I've also been playing Yahtzee. Boy, do I have a story for the next episode of Morley Gray. God, is that that's a that's a fun topic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw a little bit of your 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 talk about that on Discord and whatnot. So I'm yeah. looking forward to the update. Drama. That's all I can say. Is drama. Drama. I mean, look, drama. Look forward to it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so I guess we can just jump into the next fun question is what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I'm drinking what we drank the last time because and, I still had some. And I don't. And, is, <laughs> and you don't. But it is the pumpkin ale from Dogfish Head. And it is coming in at 7%. It is very right? good. Yep, yep. It is. It's, it's very tasty. I'm very happy to be having it again. And I highly approve. Yeah. And I'm over here drinking water because it's sober October, everybody. Whee! <laughs> I thought about, because you were like, I thought about challenging fear. I'm like, I could do that with him. But I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you legitly came to me, you're like, Ali, I need a partner with this. Will you do this with me? I would. For you, for you, I would, but nah. Nah. 
Nope. It's just a fun little thing that I'm going to be doing. So look forward to the next episode of me drinking a mocktail, probably. I don't know. Maybe I'll finally I'll drink a mocktail with you. That's fine. Maybe I'll finally figure out what the heck's a Shirley Temple because I know it's, I know it doesn't have alcohol. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up our weeks. I mean, I guess we can just jump right into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Well, we are talking about once again dreadlords and all things sired and Athreus stuff because it's mostly going to be focused around the enemy infiltration preface or preface. I'm going to go preface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it sounds is. better. It does sound much better. <laughs> you put your face on. No, it's my preface. <laughs> Get your game face on. Nope. 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 <laughs> Too dirty. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, so just real quick, this does have some spoilers, especially since you know the game has been pushed back. Boy, oh boy, yes. man, it feels like the world has really changed a lot since we had this conversation last. <laughs> And it wasn't even a full week. We it wasn't even a full week ago, but it's yeah. yeah. Everything has changed. And it's we crazy. recorded last Tuesday, and this we're, this is now being recorded on Sunday. And now we know the game has been pushed. <laughs> President got COVID. Uh, just all sorts of weird, crazy, crazy, wacky things. Right? Where you're just like, well, that's a thing, huh? It's it's just 2020 stuff, you know. It's, it's yeah, fine. It's, 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 it's fine. It is very standard practice for 2020 wait two days and things change yeah <laughs> well anyway like i was uh about to say is yeah there's spoilers so if you're avoiding that stuff you know see see in like december when <laughs> the game comes out <laughs> <laughs> but it's not super spoiler this is more speculation and, and fun stuff yeah. so all right so anyway that is what we're talking about and anyway so First little key piece of information about this book is this is found in the zone. It is one of those sub zones within Ravendreth, and it is known as the Spire of the Unseen Guests. Obviously, that's, hey, that's a Dreadlord, because um, they call themselves that. That's one of the names that they like to say. And where we get that information from is from the, the Ashbringer comics. Yes. Well, when uh, Mr. Satan Datherhan was like, who the heck are you? He's like, hey, man, I'm a dreadlord. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, what he said was, my kind are called Nathrazim, dreadlords in your tongue. Perhaps, and this is the fun one, Thalkitun. <laughs> yeah, Thalkitun. There we we'll go with that. Yeah. Would be more fitting. It means unseen guest in our language. So there you go. That is where the book is found. So if you ever wandered around in Revendreth while you're doing your level up, Whenever that is a thing, I don't couldn't tell you because we don't know anymore. <laughs> it's no longer uh, October 22nd or 26th. It's now uh, December 12th because that's my birthday. We <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it's a book and it's a big book. It's super obvious. Uh, you should click on it and you should read the whole thing because we won't be reading the whole thing, but we'll be reading a lot of it. So if we jump right into the introduction of the book. And I know that we don't have the, I don't have the entire introduction. Allie might have that part, but it says. I do. Do we, do we read the intro? Yeah, read the intro. It says, to our most wondrous and resplendent master, I am pleased to state that after a lengthy study of our rivals, I have completed my observations. Please accept this briefing in advance of my complete report 
which shall follow forthwith. Yes. And it continues. It says, we anticipate that certain of our targets will be more challenging to topple than others, but each is prone to manipulation in different ways, and our agents have already woven themselves into their very fabric. This is, after all, the solemn duty for which you sired us. <coughs> sired in Athers. <laughs> <laughs> As you were fond of saying, once a desire is understood, it can be exploited. So, obviously, sired us. I mean, I, that just me. That's like, you know, strobe lights saying, hey, this is about sired in Athers. It's found in this area in Revendreth, his realm. Totally makes sense. Okay. So, he's the mastermind behind all this. Yeah, I, and... So I have in the notes here, what do we think his goals are? Because, I mean, this is the second time we talked about it, and I still have no idea what his goals <laughs> may be. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I definitely agree. It's got to be involving Denathrius. I mean, looking at the language of that opener, wondrous and resplendent master, you know, forthwith, like, that's all language we can totally, at least I can totally hear Denathrius saying and using, mostly based off of the Revendreth afterlives. Yes. Just Fits in there naturally. And sometimes it comes down to, is he working alone? Is he working with a jailer? And it's it's something big because it involves all the freaking cosmic forces. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, I guess if I'm thinking about it now, I guess the, the, I would say his goals, which based on data mining and, and spoiler territory, so, you know, earmuffs, if you don't want to hear this. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. He's, <laughs> he's totally, he's, yeah, old school. It's a great movie. <laughs> Earmuffs. <laughs> All right. So he basically is saying he's basically uh, in league with the jailer. So he's working with the jailer. Um, and from what I understand, now I haven't played through the quest line in the beta and things like that. I only just recently did the intro quest, which is fun. I like the intro quest. But I haven't done the leveling, so I don't know all the intricacies and all the things, but he is in, in league with the jailer. And as we will probably discuss further, I don't know how far back that, you know, he's been in league with the jailer because right. there's a good chance that this book is really crazy old. <laughs> like back before Sargeras made the Burning Legion old. Yeah, it, it has to be or something like that. Yeah, because, yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second here. But yeah, and I think I think if we we're going to talk about goals, I mean, honestly, it kind of goes back to the one of the Ilganoth whispers where it's like, you know, the six seats, something like that. Well, there, there's like the, what was it? They're like the, the guests. I'm pulling it up. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that's probably better. But yeah, it's like one, one to rule them all, basically, you know, like Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> Close. It says six seats at the high table, six mouths that hunt. Actually, there's two. Yeah, there's two. Okay, so the first one is the cunning ones kneel before six masters, but serve only one. Yeah. And then the other one is six seats at the high table, six mouths at hunger, only one will consume all others. Yeah, there you go. So that right there, I think, is the best indication of what his goals may be, which is, hey, the Death Realm is going to take over everything thanks to his, you know, working with the Jailer. Which that, yeah. That's my guess. And obviously yeah. that whole, you know, they, you know, they're, they're 
interwoven in all of the the different the six seats, but they only serve one. Yeah, that that right there goes. Dreadlords, they're totally working with Sirenathrius, not the Burning Legion, like it totally looks like. Yeah, that's what it, but yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's not that's not all we're talking about here. We're going to keep going because this book continues and it starts talking about the different realms and how they're messing with those different five other seats. So it says in many ways, the Titans will be the easiest to manipulate. Their singular goal is to impose structure upon everything they see. Show them a force that opposes their drive for order and they will be consumed by their urge to eradicate it. Their pantheon, so seemingly united in purpose, is vulnerable to fracturing. So this is where I first started thinking that maybe this book predates the creation of the Burning Legion. Because as we kind of know, if you look at Chronicle Volume 1, one of the main things that led Sargeras down the path of, you know, burn it all down (laughs) was he talked to some dreadlords and they revealed the truth of the the void lords and how they want to consume everything and it's terrible and awful but who knows if that's even the truth because they're not dead lords are nothing but a bunch of liars <laughs> that's what they do they're liars so yeah they they haven't necessarily infiltrated the the realm of order or the arcane i think it's more of a yeah they just you know showed them one thing that was like hey you know how you guys like order Here's chaos and or a thousand truths, as the void likes to say. And, you know, go eradicate, please. <laughs> yep. They, they exploited that desire for yeah. order. And, and that's sometimes all it takes is just that one, especially when we talk about someone like Sargeras, to make it happen. Yeah. And all it took was, you know, them just basically telling them, hey, there's these things. <laughs> look called- over here. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> May I direct your attention over here for a second? Do you see <laughs> that there's this thing called the void, the realm of shadow, and this whole little order thing that you've been doing? I think they want to eat it all. So, and they want to consume it. So maybe you should like stop them. <laughs> yeah, pay, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Just go, just go look over there at what, what the void is doing. Yes. Yeah. As Sired and Atherius just starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you had to tell him was there was void lords and he started burning everything down. Right. And wow. I mean, it was, he definitely went intense with it right away too. So I'm sure they were loving it. Yeah. It's like McDonald's. They're loving it. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So arcane order that, yeah, it, that one's pretty straightforward to me. It's. But yeah, I think this is the one hint that basically says that this book may be wicked old, but who the heck knows what time even is in the Shadowlands. I think that's another thing where who knows what's going on over there, because I don't know. Time is obviously weird. That's the one thing that we know. I don't know. It's very odd. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's very odd because it's like it goes really fast in the Twisting Gather, but in the in the Shadowlands, I don't know what it does. It's all timey wimey. Yeah, it's like a weird infinite loop or something because Jaina just keeps going <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's, like just, it's like it's Groundhog's Day every single day. I'm pretty there. sure she makes that noise too when she does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> well, speaking of Void and the Void Lords, I guess we can see what they have to say about them. Well, the book continues. It says, The Void Lords all but welcome us with open arms. 
They are so preoccupied with their thousand truths that they ignore the lies we sow in their very midst. I believe we can leverage their vast reach to position them as a foil against other rivals. We remain wary, though. Since they are observant of multiple outcomes, it is conceivable they could anticipate our coming. So, yeah, I think that just kind of is another, you know, spotlight on the whole, hey, these Dreadlords may have used the the Void Lords and the Void as a foil to say, hey, Sargus, go do stuff, which... So, you know, in terms of the lore, that was a, that was a big event. <laughs> We've been dealing with it ever since. <laughs> Still ramifications and fallout from that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the other thing that I think is interesting here is that when they talk about their thousand truths and how they are spreading lies within their midst, it's like, what? And I think going back to what we were talking about with the Ilganoth Whispers, they may actually already know that they've been messing with them. Exactly. Like, I mean, Ilganoth is talking about it. Ilganoth is a a growth on Nizoth. He is the heart of it. It is the heart of corruption. And if he's already got these whispers, like, well, there's you know six forces, and they're all going to battle one, and we know what's up. Like, they might already know. Yeah. And they might. I'm I'm almost wondering if they're okay with it because they love that chaos. And that chaos allows them to do all the destruction and all the voidy things they like to do. And so maybe, maybe they know, and for the time being, they're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely seems that, that some of these realms are, some of them are like pretty intrinsically like they're totally the same. It's kind of like uh, if you look at a color wheel, you know how you got your like your warm and your cool colors? Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way I kind of see this cosmology chart because you get the light life and order they're all happy and they're all copacetic and they're all they're all good with each other and then you got the <laughs> void death and you know the fell or chaos they seem to be all happy with each other yeah so and if you can't can't wonder i would put the the crazy death void and chaos those are the those are the warm colors because i don't like those colors <laughs> <laughs> that would be the red the oranges and the yellows Blech, hate those colors the blues the greens well, the purples good good go <laughs> i agree i agree well, and if you look at the cosmology chart, even like I know there's been some fan recreated ones that actually have all the color stuff, which are well done and look awesome. But if you look at the original, it's not black and white, but it's, you know, the sepia tan and sure that word, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the 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 corner where you have like shadow and death and then above death is disorder, like that whole like section of it there. It's all very much darker colors and more crowded with the art they put in there. Whereas if you look at the light, it's not crowded at all. There's no extra art there. It's just the light. And the life has some, but it's not not as darkly colored. So it's kind of interesting to see the difference of the darker colors and more going on in those sections versus, you know, the quote unquote good sections. And, you know, you were talking about your, your warm colors and whatnot. Like just, it made me think of that. Yeah. 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 It definitely seems like the, the oh, there's like kind of like a dividing line saying like, like the way, we, you know, we as players would probably look at that. Like this is the dividing line of this is the good side. This is the bad side. <laughs> kind of. But it's not quite so simple. <laughs> it's not. And even then like it wouldn't be like horizontal or vertical because yeah, of where order and disorder. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, 
you know, kind of bisects northeast, the two, northeast kind of. to southwest, like diagonally across is almost yeah. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see. So the whole dreadlords messing with the void. And, and the funny thing is, too, I mean, if you consider Ilganoth talking about these guys going like, oh, these, you know, there's, they only serve one. They only serve death. And then they continue to say, oh, one's going to consume them all. I mean, that would mean that if everyone consumed, like everyone is eventually, you know, is consumed by death or whatever, the, the void is basically saying, yeah, we're going to get consumed, too. So I guess they're fine with it. True. Or maybe they're thinking that, oh, no, we're totally going to beat those guys. <laughs> it could be. Oh. And it's it's interesting looking at that whisper again because I mean it, it's been so much fun to dig into the whispers anyways. But when I first heard this one, I thought death would be, you know, one of the one they all serve because everyone dies. Well, almost everyone dies. But I never considered there would be more to it in terms of this cosmic war that's actually going on. So it's definitely interesting to get this new glimpse at a sentence we heard. You know, a couple of years ago, at least. So it's really cool. Yeah, I definitely I definitely like it. And it's it's still crazy to me that the stuff that they put in motion years ago now yeah. is yeah. still cropping up and having big implications to the, the story where it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, that 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 too. I don't know. I feel like ever since they released Chronicle, they've just been like, hey, guys, this is basically like. Uh, almost it's like the equivalent of the, you know, like the secret finders discord where they go and yeah. try and they like try and track down the Jennifer cat and all the other stuff like that. Where yeah. yeah. They, they, I feel like they're doing the same thing just with lore and they're just keep sprinkling little hints. <laughs> right. It's all just so interwoven, but some of it is so intricately done and so vague right. that we don't start getting answers until years later. And that's just, one of the many things I love about this universe. Yeah, it's just this ridiculous thing where um, they put all this information out there. Everyone goes crazy for the Ilganoth whispers. We all start speculating about what, what comes what. And then just a little bit of information later and we all go, oh, wow, we all got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I would not have thought that they were talking about dreadlords with that Ilganoth whisper and tell this book <laughs> right yeah because i would have i would have you know very much put them in the camp of the fell not death yeah i agree but i mean when you're talking about them being in the camp of death like there i think i feel like there's been tiny hints going back for a long time that they are kind of you know into that so mm. yeah yeah all right well we got, an, we got another one to talk about. Matter of fact, we got three more. <laughs> yeah. Next one up is Light. So we're going to talk about the Realm of the Light, which is similar to the Titans, the Naru and their keepers are singular in purpose. Their adherence to a linear path is an obvious shortcoming. And there's a little bit more, but I'm going to stop right here because this is when my, my brain exploded because I literally uh, have asked this question a couple times. No one seemed to care, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> which is, if the old gods are obviously on the same wavelength as, you know, the Void Lords, where it's like the Void Lords created the the old gods. I, was, I always kind of wondered if the Naru had something that, you know, yeah. created them. So Me too. Well, this right here, it says, and their keepers 
it gives me a pretty good indication that that is definitely that's a that's a possibility that they have some something above them there is not just the naru and then the light as a as a concept or as a as an entity or maybe it is maybe maybe there is just light lords even though that does kind of sound I mean, Void Lords kind of sounds cool. Light Lords kind of sounds cheesy. Oh, <laughs> so it does. Come up with a better name. <laughs> I, I don't know what else it would be called. Light Light Keepers. Maybe it's just Light Keepers. Mm, maybe uh, that's lame too. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Figure it out, Blizzard. You're better at this than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that I kind of thought about this is. Could their keeper or somehow tangentially related to uh, Elun? Because a lot of people are wondering if Elun is what is being referred to in the Shadowlands as the first ones. Right. Right. Because we don't know what the first ones are. Uh, All that we know is, as I ran through my little intro quest, is the jailer mentioned something about, oh my gosh, the portal reacts to you just like the first ones. And then you kind of scratch your head and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) Right, like when I, when I first saw that, and whenever it first got released in Alpha or whatever, at first I'm like, oh yeah, that's just another name for the Titan Keepers. That's fine, blah blah blah. But then I started really thinking about, it, I'm like, I don't think it is. Like I think it's something above the Titan Keepers. Yeah, because I mean, technically, then we're just different. Yeah, like I mean, I so she wouldn't be a Titan Keeper. But she is one of the Titan Forged, and at that point, you'd, you'd wonder if Helio would have been that. And nope, she's right there. She can't interact with the portal or the the way gate. I right. guess is what it's actually called. But yeah, but no, yeah, that's another fun one. Helia, that'll be that'd be a, that, that's hmm. that'll be another episode at some point. Yeah, Helia. One something I find interesting about this, and you know how Elune is potentially. Potentially aligned with the light somehow. I always envisioned her being more aligned with life. Yeah. Because of, you know, the night elves and Toronto and whatnot. And so I, I don't know if there is a connection there or if light and life kind of work together um, or if. I think they definitely if, work together. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Like they, they'd be allies, right? Like. Yeah. Because. Yeah, we definitely talked about this last time we talked about it, so I'll bring it up again, which is <laughs> um, the the priestess of Elune always felt more light based in their right. in their magics, um, you know, because you had you know, like your, you know, light of the moon and things like that. You know, it felt very like radiant. Sure. You know, it's we all know that it, you know, the sun reflects off the moon, so it's not really a source of it, but whatever. <laughs> They're night elves. Yeah. Of course, that's what they would do. Uh, and then you get your druids. They're more in, very much in, into the, the nature and the life side. So very similar, but but different. And I think a, and this is where things start. You know, someone's going to have to explain this to me at Blizzard. So if the, the Naru or this and that, and they're totally the, these great embodiments of light, what's up with their, their void cycle? Why, like, I don't. Right. Like uh, that definitely is a little confusing now. Now that we look at this, right? But then at the same time, we have the tier of a loon that jump started zero. So that's another possibility of them being related, or you know, a loon being a a higher order than than even zero, than one of the prime Naru. And the other thing that I was thinking of is, um, yeah, Taronda and the Night Warrior, where it's got you know everything is like the void and the, you know, it's almost like this embodiment of that Naru type thing, but 
I don't think that there's any indication that Elune is a Naru, just something more than a Naru. Right. Which is, uh, it's, it's good. Like, come on, Blizzard. It's been like 25 years. <laughs> Tell us already. <laughs> okay, 20. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think we're going to start getting some of these answers. If not this expansion, then next expansion, like somewhere between them. And it's definitely raised a lot of questions and a lot of deeper questions, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. This is, this is, well, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so the book continues and it says, they savor nothing more than being proved right. So if they believe they have converted one of us to their precious light, they will trust that agent implicitly. And that feels kind of like a indication that that is our old buddy from Legion, Lothraxian. Yeah. And we didn't talk about this last time, but this, this is, I, I thought this was a very interesting thing because I've never played through this quest line. But if you play as a paladin back in Legion and you go do the whole order hall uh, quest line, at one point you got to go help out the priests and then you deal with Bal- Balnazar, one of the dreadlords that was uh, messing with things and he was being a jerk and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess who shows up to help? It's Lothraxian. And then I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, is that whole thing just some kind of setup and plan? Because I'm sure those these dreadlords, I'm sure, are very talkative and they have these information networks, probably. So I felt like they're. You would think. Yeah. Like, you know, when I when I looked into this whole thing, I was just like, ah, oh, geez, I wonder if that was like some horrible thing. I don't know, because I don't know. These dreadlords, man, they're shifty. They're shifty. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like when when, when we first met Lothraxian and Legion. And my main's a priest, so I got to throw, go through that whole uh, quest line in the order hall. And I don't know why I didn't think about that the last time we recorded this. But I never fully trusted Lothraxian because, okay, sure, he's light and very shiny. <laughs> but he is still a dreadlord. And they're really good at manipulation. And they play the long game, as we know from Balnazar in the past. Mm-hmm. So. Never really trusted that one, and yeah. this book kind of just fuels that fire a bit. I very much agree that that's mm-mm. you can't trust them. Can't trust them at all. Maybe Balnazar sacrificed himself for the the cause. I don't know because it was even mentioning that uh, when I was you know reading like you know the WoW wiki or something. It was like, oh, well, he died and because the Netherlight Crucible exists like, you know, somewhere in like the Nether or something like that. Uh, so he's like dead, dead. Yeah, and I'm he's like, dead, dead. You sure about that? Because yeah. he because he's a dreadlord. Maybe they actually go back to the Shadowlands and Revendreth. So who knows? Maybe. So Steve, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll talk about it now. Like Steve Newser had an interview with Pre. Someone? Mm. He had an interview recently, and in this interview, he explained that the various cosmic forces, when they die, they go back to their realm. Right. So, example, when Ragnaros died in Blackrock Mountain, he went back to the Firelands. You know, mortals, when they die, they go to Shadowlands. Demons, when they die, they go back to the Twisting Nether. So, maybe the Dreadlords do go back to Shadowlands 
if that's where they were created. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it just opens up more questions because... Yeah, I think I think one of these next episodes, we're going to have to also talk about that interview where he's talking about the rope and that because that just made me scratch my head. Like, I'm not sure if that actually answers all of your questions as, as, as neatly and yeah, tightly the, the, as, the, as you think it does there, Steve. Yeah, the rope. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> a, yeah, we go down some crazy rabbit trails with that one because. <laughs> but yeah, um. It, yeah, the, the, I, I almost kind of think thought about it is like whoever, whatever realm you as a individual or a soul or whatever is tied to, like that's the one where you go to, and then if you die there, there's there's nowhere to there's nowhere to go yeah. to after that. You're dead. You're dead. Dead. Unless you know, ten years later they release another you know chronicle and, and there's like another ring to it, and you're like, oh, because <laughs> they could. <laughs> you don't see what's on the outside of the cosmology map. Yeah. yeah who knows? <laughs> I mean, because there's nothing saying that they couldn't do it because there was, they basically said in the beginning there was light and void. I mean, you could go back and say, yeah, but what was before that? <laughs> True. Something else in the great dark beyond. You never know. Or something. There, yeah, you know, something. We're, we're getting deep here, man. We're getting deep. <laughs> That's what the show is for. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> we make people go, yeah, what What if? What, what if? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. At least, at least what I'm doing over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go ahead and jump into uh, the realm of life, right? So, here we go. This next one it says, "The adherents to life are the most insidious of opponents, perhaps because their nature is so antithetical to our own." It's a hard word. <laughs> Still. <laughs> We learned much from observing the link between their plane and Ardenweald. And we have a high confidence that a vulnerability has been identified. Our operative has already gained the trust of her target. You know, we didn't talk about this last time, but I find it very interesting that there may be a female Dreadlord. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't see why there wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't see either. I just, I, you know, I just like the way it says our operative has gained the trust of her target. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. <laughs> yeah so obviously i my first takeaway from this was totally cements the whole there is a link between art and wield uh and the realm of life possibly the emerald dream okay yeah and i think it's i think it's been pretty heavily speculated and assumed at this point yep yeah and i guess the i guess the next thing is who the heck do we think the target is um because if we're assuming that this book was penned Long, long ago, because I have right. notes, is it related to you, Sarah? I'm going to go probably just say no, because that doesn't really make sense of it being that long ago. Aspects weren't even a thing yet. So agreed, agreed. And if man, if you Sarah like is dead, dead after this expansion, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. So we're going to say that it's not really to you, Sarah. Yep. And she is she's fine. She is going to have a peaceful shadow. <laughs> she's fine everybody she's fine <laughs> right Good Lord. so i guess the question is who's the target and i guess my my main kind of thought process is probably well it's most likely related to the winter queen in some some way that would be my guess yeah probably i definitely want to know more about her and all of that i know after the Ardenwheel 
short came out, there were some people speculating, oh, well, is she evil? And a whole big conversation came out of that. And I don't know who else her target would be, because especially if a loon is tied into light more than life, because my first thought was maybe it is a loon, but now I'm like, maybe it's not. Yeah. And I don't know, like, it, if I am an operative, I'm going to go ahead and put myself into the shoes of a, you know, secret agent man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> it is. Now it's stuck in my head. Now I have Golden Girls and that stuck in my head. It's great. It's great. Awesome. <laughs> my thought process is not, oh, well, I mean, I have identified a target and it's totally the leader and the creator of this realm. Uh, that's totally who I'm going to mess with. It's like, no, you probably want someone beneath some underling, someone who sure is like, you know, up there, but why would you want to mess or try and target the actual literal creator of Ardenwield? So I feel like that might be a little, little above a, a dreadlord's pay grade, I suppose is what I'm kind of alluding to. Right. I mean, could it be like a, it's not Erlon. It wouldn't it? be. It wouldn't be. be messed be, up. Uh, don't touch Erlon. No, <laughs> I will protect him with my life. Um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like a scenarius, would it? I mean, like I don't we know. We don't know when scenarius was born. Powerful enough, or yeah, exactly. Like because this, and that's one thing that's throwing me too. Is it's hard to know who the target could be since it's going to be someone who's been around for quite a while, right? Like. It could be Scenarius, Ooh. though, because, I mean, if Scenarius is the child of Elun and Malorn, I mean, they're they're way they go way back. So, right. There's nothing really saying that it, he couldn't have been born like long before there were mortals on Azeroth. So true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Could be. Maybe. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's Malorn. There you go. <laughs> it, it could be. Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out even more about Malorn and other than just a he's a creepy white stag that only shows up when things are really bad. And that's all right. we really know about him. <laughs> and Archimon broke his neck. <laughs> exactly. And then he came back because they that's what wild gods do. <laughs> they do. We we saw that. Unless your name is Ursoc Ursoc. was supposed to be able to come back. <laughs> he was supposed and to be able to come back. He was supposed to. <laughs> it got ruined. <laughs> Damn you, Jailer, and your silly drought and Siren and Athreus. You're a jerk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> yeah. Don't you mess with them. Yeah, they're jerks. That's that's what we're saying. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that kind of wraps up a little bit about the realm of life, because as we can see, they, they got their eye on somebody, and they're going to mess with and she is going to mess with them. <laughs> Which... Yeah, keep your eyes out for female Dreadlord, everybody, because then you'll know, yeah, you're trying to mess with someone in the realm of life, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was secretly Jaina all along. (sighs) Maybe. (laughs) And she really was playing the long game just as a Dreadlord would. That is a really long game. (laughs) It's a really long game. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably not Jaina, but the the, the thought of what if is really intriguing. Confirmed. There we go. Jaina's a Dreadlord. (laughs) There's no confirmation there. Just no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. 
All right, and finally, the fifth and final realm that is being discussed, because obviously they're not going to talk about the realm that they're from, which is the realm of disorder, chaos, and it's the fell. Okay. The book continues, and as previously discussed, our position within the plane of disorder is proceeding flawlessly. Consuming fell energy is not a pleasant process, but a necessary one. Okay. So obviously, we that's where it makes the most sense that they would just kind of say, hey, it's going fine because that's where me and probably most everyone thought the Dreadlords were intrinsically tied to, as in like, no, these guys are totally just, you know, adherents of the Burning Legion, they're demons, there's nothing else to them. Well, it just so happened to be that, no, they, they those are just the, we just kept running into ones that were already infused with the fell, so... Which makes sense. Apparently. Yeah. It, it does. But it's, it's definitely, we spent so many years assuming that they were completely part of the Burning Legion and that's where they came from and everything. So it's definitely interesting to get this new view of them and what they actually are, apparently. Yeah. And to kind of go along with that, where we keep running into Dreadlords that are totally aligned with the Fell, I figured it would make a lot of sense to talk about some voice lines that are starting to make a lot more sense now that we have a little bit here. So here, let's just tee up the first one. This, this, just so you know, this is coming from Veramothris over in the Argus raid. Okay, so here's a pretty fun one, I, I, I think. Better that you died here, where she cannot claim you. So that first one there is... Really interesting to me because it kind of means that, oh, if you died here, over here in Argus, you know, in the Twisting Nether, your soul can't go to the Maw, because, or, or, you know what I mean? So, because Veramothras was very much talking about Sylvanas, because yeah. they didn't get along. So, and he's already saying that she's trying to claim you. <laughs> so, even back in Legion, this was kind of being teed up, and we just didn't know about it. And if you don't believe me that this was being teed up, well, let's just listen to the next one and you'll go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So your alliance still endures longer than I expected, though she has already planted the seeds of its downfall. She is patient, that one. When your thrones run red with betrayal, when your holy places burn and the shattered mask hangs above your hearth, only then will you know. And it will be too late. Yeah, so I don't think anyone had any idea what the heck that Veramothers was talking about until we saw, you know, Sylvanas rip that, you know, mask. It's a helm. Yeah. He called yeah. it a mask. The shattered mask. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's what he was talking about. And it might actually be too late, in a, in a sense. You know, because he is definitely, you know, he's got some stuff going on. Or, you know, she's, I don't know, the jailer and the whole thing that they got going on. I don't know what's happening there, but it's wacky. Yeah. And, I, and this just kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I think it's really crazy how much of this stuff is just hinted through all these voice lines. 
especially when you go deeper and stumble through and you, and you as a like as i was looking into this a little bit more i was just like it it's it still surprises me i guess is what i'm trying to say that they sprinkle so many of these voice lines that have crazy implications like that now so by the way, if you're kind of curious, if you're like, hey, I didn't hear that that uh, sound there, there, Jin. Well, that's because that's when you enter the raid uh, with an alliance tune. But if you yes. if you enter the yes. raid with a horde tune, Fairmother says something a little different. And I feel like he's just messing with you. So here it is. So she found me at last. Sent her underlings to finish the job. Tell me... When she seized your throne of hides and bones, was your allegiance forced? No, I'd wager you surrendered it willingly, or were convinced you did. <laughs> I feel like he's just throwing shade, <laughs> because... Basically. Yeah, I think that goes back to, like, the whole, I don't know, just who knows what happened with Mozala telling that old stuff, yeah. Convinced you did it willingly, but people messing with you. So, no, no, Judd Lords, man, they're a bunch of liars. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's so it's really interesting learning all this, too, because for a while I was trying to wrap my head around how the Dread Lords, you know, how the Nathrazim got the Helm of Domination and Frostmourne because they were the ones who, you know, made the Lich King and, you know, Put shoved the helm on Nerazul and shoved, you know threw him down to Azeroth, and I never quite fully understood why the Burning Legion would be able to do that. And now we know it's probably because Nathrazine are working for the Jailer, so it would be super easy for them to be able to do that. And that's yeah. very interesting to me, and I'm very eager to learn more. Yeah, me too. Now I'm a little bit sad that they pushed the release date back. <laughs> I have so much to do still in game that I want to get done. It's fine. It's fine. It is fine. It is fine. I just. We'll I get just, it eventually and it'll be lovely and glorious. I guess I could play the beta, but that would mean I'd have to do it again. <laughs> I don't want to do that. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I know it's fun. Maybe I'll do some Torghast. Because <laughs> Torghast, I'm going to do that about a bajillion times anyways. Uh, so good. Yeah. So good. All right. So we got one more little closing bit of the book. And this says. The deception you have architected will bear fruit in the ages to come. Yeah, ages. <laughs> so this probably is a book, old book. As ever, we shall serve as your unseen hand. We will poison every host foolish enough to invite us into their midst. I remain, as always, your faithful servant. So, I wonder who wrote this book. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing that we can... Be, 100% say is that a dreadlord wrote it and the you know the audience was Sire Denathrius. So that that's who they were writing it to. But which dreadlord? No clue. We're going to talk about this in the the final thoughts and could it be Mogannis? I don't see any reason why it couldn't be. Because right now, I mean, yeah, I mean so I think that you know if we're going to if we if we are going to assume a couple things based off of the the things that were written is that the author seems to have been one of the ones that aligned with fell because it's because the way that say consuming fell energy is not a pleasant process but a necessary one 
almost seems to indicate that maybe they have gone through the process. So maybe they're aligned with the file. So it could be, I mean, this is obviously not any super great proof, but if you're gonna if you're gonna try and suss out anything from there, I think that you could probably assume that it might be one of the the fell aligned dreadlords. So yeah. It could be Mulganus, I suppose, is where where I'm I'm going to. And because that's the that's the other fun thing is we have no idea how old these dreadlords even are. Yeah. Cause they live a long time because they you kill them and they just turn into bats and show up later on the broken shore. <laughs> All right. So I guess we have a time for some little final thoughts. So do we think that Sire Denathrius is just part of a grander war between the different realms vying for dominance? I think so. It, it's hard without really knowing the full extent of his allegiance to the Jailer and what the Jailer's up to, but it does seem like he might just be another cog in this cosmic war. Maybe one of the bigger cogs, but it he might be. Yeah, definitely seems like a bigger cog, but not obviously the biggest because obviously there's num, number one, he's working for the Jailer, so Jailer's bigger than him. Uh, the second thing is he's he's the first raid boss in the first tier. So that doesn't mean we're going to kill him, though. That's true. I mean, he's like the Gahoon, though. So did you forget about what, what's going to happen? Is we'll get him to one percent <laughs> and that cape we see behind him is actually going to turn into wings and he's going to fly away. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Just calling it now. It is October 4th and I'm calling it now. All right. Wings. He flies away. So, I mean, and this is a this is a fun question. Do you think that Blizzard would go back to an old trope that they used to like to do? And by trope, I mean something that would really always irritate me, which is put mythic only storyline develop developments in there. Because <laughs> I'm not a mythic raider, but it, it always bugged me when uh, you they're like, hey, we're going to put this really key piece of story information in here. You know, the fact that, you know, Archimonde actually went into the Twisting Heather and then got dead, dead for, for good. Like, that's a thing. Okay. Right. I, I hope they don't. It's, I, I know that it makes it special for Mythic Raiders and whatnot, but for those of us who are passionate about the lore, not, I'm not saying Mythic Raiders aren't passionate about the lore because I know some who are, but for the rest of us who don't Mythic Raid, you know, we want to be able to experience it. And there's just so much deep and rich lore coming out of Shadowlands that I, it wouldn't feel bad. It wouldn't feel good if they locked it behind a mythic raid. I mean, yeah, sure. We can go to YouTube and look it up and whatnot, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Cause the, one of the speculations was, oh, and this is coming directly from Taliesin, which was, uh, what if Garrosh was like an extra ad at the end because it's like because <laughs> it's one of those like black hand fights where you fall floors and floors right. uh, where they're like, yeah, maybe if there's a, a mythic only version where you keep falling and then you fall one more floor and it's like Garrosh's uh, prison cell, <laughs> which that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting, but it'd be sad if that's how Garrosh finally got, you know, dead, 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 like double dead as, you know, boogie. That was mission from Nightmare Before Christmas, where he's like, "Oh my God, it's like double dead." Is <laughs> <laughs> that guy's name Oogie Boogie or something like that? I don't remember. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> he's a boogie monster. Yeah. 
All right. So next one is, do you think this will set up a future expansion? And I'm going to go ahead and just kind of say yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe like a, a 10.0, maybe, maybe after. I'm st- well, I, I still think it's going to be like an maybe 11. later. I think it's going to be like an 11.0 because uh, a good example is Rathion was you know, going on and on and on about how the Legion is going to destroy everything. And that was the, that was the expansion after <laughs> the next one. Yeah. Cause right. that was a mist where he's like, Oh, I need to unite everyone together and it's going to be great. And blah, 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 blah. Uh, because you know, unless you guys work together, you're never going to be able to, you're never going to be able to stop the Legion. And then more Lords happened. Silly, right? silly man. Yeah, I I think you're right. Like it's definitely coming up, but I have originally I was thinking that 10.0 would be our void versus light expansion, but I think with how Blizzard does things and tends to bench certain storylines and that kind of thing for an expansion and then bring them back, I think next expansion will be more Rathion and Dragon Isles. Which will be a nice setup for, you know, old god void whatnot. And then the following expansion, 11.0, will be our big cosmic war explosion. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. Yeah, so I guess we're all just pawns in the game of life. Just like Mongo. (laughs) Accurate. All right, so I added one more question in here. And this is, where is (laughs) Malganus? Because that was the only Dreadlord I could not account for. Yeah. And is he's because he is a well-named Dreadlord, considering everything with Arthas and how he's going to chase Arthas you know, to the ends of the earth. <laughs> and it, the fact that we did not see more of him in Legion is really surprising. Right. And it seems like that might be on purpose. Yeah, I very much agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess the uh, obviously the answer is we don't know, but yeah, I, I think I only put that in there because all of the other dreadlords that are like named and we know who they are, they either have been dealt with at least somewhat. Um, like for example, Death Rock with the the rogues and all that. So, uh, and then the one we discussed a little bit with uh, Balnazar with the leather net leather <laughs> another light. <laughs> The Netherlight Crucible area. What is that place called? I never really played, played a priest much. Netherlight Chapel? Something like that, yeah. It's Netherlight. It's Netherlight. It's, I've slept since then. <laughs> the Netherlight Temple. Temple. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, and then I've got my little Sylvanas theory. Oh, yeah. Sylvanas. So this is very much a working theory. It's a bit of a stretch and I could be absolutely wrong with this. But I'm kind of wondering if when Sylvanas, you know, threw herself off, threw herself off Ice Crown and, you know, had a little chat with Helia, maybe met the Jailer, maybe made some kind of deal. Maybe she somehow found out about this cosmic war and maybe she's done all. Not that I'm saying I'm pro Sylvanas. But I do love her storyline. But as her as a character, I'm not saying I'm, not saying I'm pro Savannah's, but what if she did all these horrible things in order to 
bring us together to work with the Death Realm to put a stop to the Cosmic War? That doesn't make sense either. But maybe <laughs> I'm just wondering if she knows about this Cosmic War and somehow she did all these things she's done in order to bring more people to the Maw and to the Shadowlands to put a stop to these Cosmic Forces so that we may live our lives. I don't know. Like I said, it's very much a working theory and I'm probably totally off basis, but it's just, you know, a little thought popping around in my brain. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually necessarily think you're way far off base at all. Uh, in fact, uh, kind of thinking about it, mulling it over is everyone keeps saying that Sylvanas is Gary 2.0. Um, what if she is actually Sargeras 2.0? <laughs> You know, because sure, she uh, kind of may have had a discussion, little little chat with um, the jailer or someone of that that type. I believe it has been at least alluded to that during the events of uh, Edge of Night, I believe it's called. Yes, that she that is when she met the jailer. But then, yeah. I guess another thing Blizzard would have to do is, okay, explain to me why Sylvanas went to the Maw immediately then. <laughs> Did it have something to do with her impaling herself upon a spike of Serenite? I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe something with her maybe she, being undead? Maybe she's just really And mad. the whole Banshee thing. Well, like, Arthas turns her into a Banshee. She was stabbed by Frostborn, right? Yep. So maybe something with all of that is the reason she they brought her to the Maw? That's possible. Because, I mean, I don't know. we do now know that the Frostmourne is a weapon of the Maw. So, right. I don't know. Maybe. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm right there with you. I mean, it's, it's, it's I don't think you're that far off base. Uh, I think that's probably, if I were to make a guess, I think that's what they're what they're aiming for is some type of, oh, she totally had a reason. There's a, there's a thing behind it. You don't have to agree with her, obviously, but she had her reasons. Hey, even Sargeras Jer- Jer- had a reason, so. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not just Space Satan. He's uh <laughs> he's a, you know, he's a, from, oh, he, I guess he's tricked. He's a tricked Space Satan. The Dreadlord said, <laughs> hey, this thing's going on. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe the jailer tricks Sylvanas. That's another thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up for a second time. But yeah, we got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we did it. I think this was. I think this totally worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, we hit some of the points we hit last time. I felt. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, me too. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is totally a perfectly fine <laughs> listening experience, everybody. If it was awkward as crap, let us know. But I don't think it was. <laughs> Seems fine to me. <laughs> We're probably the ones making it awkward by continuing to refer to this being the second recording. No, never. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. <laughs> why would I? Why would I point out my own mistakes? That's just silly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I like self-deprecating humor. That's, that's probably what it is. <laughs> Okay, well, there we go. Anyway, so we do have some reviews real quick that we would like to say thank you very much. And, you know, I've also been noticing some go up on the 
whole podcast directory thing that Warcraft Radio put together. So thanks again. Yeah. So we'll read those one out too. But anyway, for now, our first one. This is coming from an Australian store. Mm-hmm. And this one says, two of my favorite podcasters. What can I say? Two of my favorite podcasters coming together in, in this joint journey of lore and fun. Thank you so much for providing such, a, such comedy and making my daily grind at work more pleasant. Jen and Allie, you guys rock. Much love, Dashkin. Well, thank you very much, Dashkin. I very much appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. It's very kind. The next one is titled Amazing Podcast. And it says, look, I know it's only been one episode, but I can tell you that this is an awesome podcast. How can it not be? You take the two best podcasters in the WoW community and put them together to make a new show. It's instant gold. Jin and Allie have an amazing rapport and their conversation is so much fun to follow. The fact that they are such good people and try to spend every and try to spend even the less than great parts of the lore in a positive light than ending the episode with heartwarming bits. It's just great. I can't wait to keep listening to this as more WoW lore comes out. Thanks for bringing it to us, guys. Sarith. Yeah. Thank you, Sarith. That's very very those are those are that's a, that's a lot of words there <laughs> yeah that's i think you've given a little too much credit to us but you know what i'm just gonna say thank you and move on and yes, not make more self-deprecating jokes <laughs> <laughs> seriously though we we appreciate you both taking the time to leave us such kind reviews and it means a lot to us it really does and i know that it's only been now two episodes well this is the fourth kind of <laughs> <Technically. laughs> <laughs> There's that secret one that you will never ever hear. You can hear Allie's side of it. It would be a really weird conversation where she's just talking to herself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do a solo show, so that's nothing new. I just yeah, talk to myself all the time. Yeah, and I mean, it'd be fine, but there would be a lot of context missing. Trust me, I listened. I was like, I wonder if I could piece this together. The answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a, a fun experiment. Yeah, let's just say I can't pull off what Bill did, but. Honestly, I don't think they yeah. pulled it off all that well either. But it was still funny. Well, <laughs> he, he pulled it off in tavern cast fashion. It's true. That's very true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, both of you, Dashkin and Sarith. We very much appreciate it. But for now, let's go ahead and jump into our little story to end the show with. About that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. That's right, Tyrion. <laughs> See, I got a soundboard now. Allie can hear it. It's fun. <laughs> it's fancy. It's I love fancy. it. So, uh, you know, I was doing uh, one of those uh, those things that we like to do. Uh, we like to call that doom scrolling on Twitter. And I was scrolling through, scrolling through, and it just so happened to be, well, luckily, someone posted something that was completely the opposite of a doom scroll. <laughs> so it was basically, Hey everybody, you should check this out. Uh, it's a really good story. And so just to set the scene, there are, they're basically in a restaurant. So obviously pre COVID <laughs> and they're just having a chat and, uh, someone is just, you know, they're feel, feels a little set up and they just, because they just wanted to say hi and thank this guy. But you know what? It's a great little story. So let's give it a listen. Yes. Years ago, I got stem cell transplanted. From who? 
from a 26-year-old kid in Baltimore, Maryland. Really? Yep. Huh. He's the only reason I'm here today. Very nice. Yeah. That's great. Yep. We're from Baltimore. We're from Baltimore. Yep. Yes. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Uh, what's his name? His name was Mike Driscoll. <gasps> Mike Driscoll? Mike Driscoll? You? You? Oh, God. Well, there we go. I will go ahead and put the link to the video in the show notes so you can see it because there's one of those little teary, misty eyed a little bit when you watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's really for good. sure. Yeah. Oh, very, very sweet. I very much appreciate that those that kind of things. So, but yeah, if you got one of those positive things, please, yeah, share those with us because I, I like those. They, they make me feel yeah. better. <laughs> We definitely we want to end each show on a positive note, especially in this day and age. And it's even better if we can involve you all. Yeah, I agree. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to remind you to look up, but Allie might. <laughs> you should. You should always look up. Highly suggest it. You know what? It is good because I, I actually took your <laughs> advice recently when I finally played through the intro quest and I was looking up in Orbos and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's so good. Oh, it's the best skybox in the entire game. You look up, you look out, even look down into the mall. It's just, oh, they put so much love into it and I love it so much. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Whee! outro music <laughs> thanks for listening to live laugh lore if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to send us an email at live at gmail.com you can also follow the show on twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore you can follow Jin on twitter at jared cooster and you can follow ali at ali anders k meanwhile be kind and take care. <laughs>